for me, I'm seeing more and more clearly how important it is for me to have strong energetic boundaries and really look at my thoughts, really be aware of what I'm allowing into my field and where I am letting energy drain. Prophecies have foretold and wisdom keepers all know that the rise of the feminine will restore balance to our world. In this podcast, we are on a journey to understand the root of the imbalance that has caused disconnection and dysfunction within our humanity, so we can emerge as leaders, creating a new story on Earth. I'm Lauren Walsh. And I'm Shayna Connors. With humble hearts and open minds, we will converse with spiritual teachers, historians, psychologists, revolutionaries, leaders, and healers to navigate these evolving times and reintegrate the feminine history that we have forgotten. Welcome to the Time of the Feminine podcast. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of the Time of the Feminine podcast. Today, we have a very real and raw, deep and beautiful conversation with you. And before we get started, I would love to introduce our new sponsor, goddesswell.co. Goddesswell creates the highest quality of women's products for your highest self, specifically formulated by women for women to complement our inherent self-healing power, specifically focusing on PMS, menopause, hormone and moon support, and urinary tract health. So what I love about this company is the intentionality within the medicine and the high, high quality of CBD that's within each capsule. So there's various lines. There's the Harmony line for harmony and mood. There's the Radiance line for PMS and menopause relief. There's the Serenity line for UTI relief. And each capsule has two times more CBD than in any other capsule on the market, plus high quality essential oils to target and support relieving all of these various women's hormonal and sexual health issues. So for me, every day I take the Harmony pill for mood and hormone aid and I say a little prayer and I connect with the medicine and I connect with the aliveness of the essential oils and I ask for help with what I'm going through right now in my woman's health journey. And I feel like I'm giving myself the care and the attention I need. And so what's so cool about Goddess Well and Marcella, the owner's connection with Global Sisterhood is she's a Global Sisterhood facilitator herself. And she has made it available for the Global Sisterhood community to buy one product and get one free using the code SISTERHOOD. That means we get to buy one for ourselves, and we get to buy one with the condition of giving it to a sister to spread the love, to spread the health, and to deepen our circle of women who are healing ourselves and transforming the world. So go to goddesswell.co, use the code SISTERHOOD, and buy one and get one free to give to a friend. All right, now let's get going with the show. Hi friends, Lauren here. I'm here with Shayna. And 
I just wish we were in a circle together. I wish we were all sitting and I could look you in the eyes and we could have a heart to heart, all of us. And that, you know, Shana and I are going to share kind of what we're working on, what the edge is for us right now and on like a deep inner level of our growth. And we hope that it serves you. And I'm planting the seed because I have the desire that this is a conversation we could have in person. And not only just Shana and I sharing, but us listening and hearing and um, holding space for you to share too. So as we share, I invite you to, to feel included. Like we're not talking at you here. I don't want to talk at you. I don't know anything more than you. I just want to share myself with you. And even if you can't speak back directly to us, I invite you to feel welcome to tune in to what's really alive for you and be a part of this conversation with us. Hi, Shana. Hi, it's so good to be here today and to have very fitting topic conversation today on boundaries. Boundaries. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. So I think we're going to veer just to preface this. I think we're going to just kind of twist and, and wind <laughs> as a natural kind of organic flowy sharing will, will be. And I think there'll be some gems in here. I'm really sure there will be because I'm coming to some pretty big edges inside myself these days that I think could be beneficial. And there's places where I'm still seeking answers and I know Shana is. And I think we'll probably switch shift and into like story and into lessons we're learning and kind of also speak about boundaries on a very physical level and also in more energetic, like spiritual dimension, mediumistic level as well. So we're kind of going to twist and turn throughout our sharing. Shana, do you want to presence what's most alive for you? Yeah. So we're coming off the back of a beautiful offering that was put together by Lauren and two elders, Isabel Barce and Clara Yuda down in Brazil, who were gracious enough to spend time with our community. There was over 300 women in our community present for this experience, and it was nothing short of life-changing and transformational. And so Lauren and I have both been in our own study of mediumship. I'm a very baby beginner learning my ways in this world. And for me, I'm seeing more and more clearly how important it is for me to have strong energetic boundaries and really look at my thoughts really be aware of what I'm allowing into my field and where I am letting energy drain because my spiritual path really started from a physical journey of experiencing deep pain and sickness. And so I'm doing a thousand times better now. And yet I'm still learning very similar lessons as so happens with this like turn of the spiral. You know, you kind of come back to a place that feels pretty similar, but it's 
super different because you're in a completely different phase of your life. And so recently it turns out that I have a parasite. And so I'm saying that because, because it's hard and also because it's a really real part of my experience and it's been teaching me a lot of lessons. And so when you think of a parasite, a parasite is an energy that takes from you and doesn't give back. And so parasitic relationships are energies that take, they don't give back. Symbiotic relationships are relationships that give both ways. It's an act of reciprocity. And so what this parasite has been teaching me is that it's really time for me to look at what is parasitic in my life. What relationships do I have? What roles have I assumed responsibility for that I'm, are taking energy from me and not giving back? Mm-hmm. And I'm really having to become very sensitive to this analysis to understand basically how to clean up my field because there's a lot of places that I have martyred myself or have offered myself in service, but not from a place of worth, not from a place of like, I feel worthy. It's like, no, I have this story that I'm bad. And so I want to act out of service to overcome this feeling somehow. And so basically, I know I just said a lot of things there in that particular couple sentences, but really what it is for me, it's a study of, of understanding how I can own my worth and have symbiotic relationships in my life that feel good as a path to healing myself. And so mm. with all the physical sensations I've been through, with all the journeys that I've, I've had to undergo, I see it all as, you know, a big process for me in my, in my spiritual, in my spiritual journey. And mm. so this particular stage right now is really asking me to not be lazy to really like take the driver's seat of my life and not let myself just get carried in the wind, but really learn how to sail and to begin to orient myself towards what feels good, towards the light, towards hope, towards worth, towards love, towards generosity, towards abundance, and to really let go of these old stories that keep me stuck in in energies that aren't feeling good for me and to make my boundaries around that super clear. Mm. I had so much energy when you were speaking uh, specifically around the story that you're bad and the sensations that you've been feeling. And I get really curious and I want to just check, are you open to getting even more, more real and more vulnerable because I have a desire to go somewhere or I'm just, I'm just curious for you. Yeah, I'm open. I'm open. And what came to me, which is kind of funny that I'll share with everyone here is that I wouldn't be partners with you <laughs> if I wasn't <laughs> open to going deep I'm learning more and more about myself every day. So, well, I see something in myself in you because I'm like, yeah, like I'm with you. I'm like, yes, of course. The like the aspect that martyrs and wants to prove our worth and so like overextends to do good and doesn't realize that there's like an inherent 
there's just like some kind of disconnect with the inherent worthiness, you know, of like, uh, it gets into a territory where I'm not even masterful in myself where I'm trying to go. But what I kind of caught in you, like I, like I, like I caught it and I was like, oh, that's me. I see myself in that is I almost sense that like you're at this press, you're on this precipice of having this awareness. Oh, the story that I'm bad is causing all of this, but I almost sense a frustration or a judgment that you even have the story. Yeah. Causes me so much suffering. Causes yeah. me like endless amounts of suffering. Like I, I know it's, and then you get caught in a loop because you're like, I have a story. The story is bad. The story that I'm bad is bad. And it, like, mm-hmm. it's like a loop. And like, I mean, raise your hand, person listening to this, if you totally get that. Like, you have this revelation of yourself and you're like, oh, I have this poor, th- I have this wound. And oh, this wound is really important. And oh, this wound is also really annoying because it's distorting everything. Yeah, like I want to get, I get curious of like what it feels like for you right now to know that you're speaking and people are listening. Like what sensations do you feel about revealing this aspect, this part of you? Well, there's a part of me that feels gratitude that this is even something that's happening, that people are listening to a share that I have to say. And I think that part also feels relief. Hmm. Because in sharing something that has held me down for so long, I can also see how powerless it is mm. like in truth. And mm. knowing, knowing that is going to be a journey for me. But like getting to feel that even for like an instant is like reminding me that there's hope. There's hope in like overcoming this story and yeah, really liberating myself from this cycle I've been in for so long. Yeah. It feels like I loved when you said powerless because it just really brought me to you really little, you know, like when the, when the cycle began of just not knowing that you were good and worthy and so you being this like sweet amazing little girl she's like okay how do I work to be worthy how do I work to be good how do I keep going how do I build how do I fit in how do I do good how do I be good how do I be good and like knowing that like you've exerted so much effort you exerted so much effort to be good to do good to know that you are good and this part is actually just so, so little and so, so young. And it, and it actually, it's like natural inclinations just keep striving to do better, you know? But really, it's actually just this like little sweet part of you that I just want to be with. Just want to be like, here you are. And if you don't have to do anything else, here you are. Yesterday, I was really feeling into worth my worth, women's worth, something I think about a lot. And this thought came to me. Women's worth is like dirt. I was like, what? And then I was like, dirt. Okay, dirt, dirt, soil. Like this is what gives birth to all life, 
that's what feeds us and that's what nourishes us. It's also like the dark space that transforms, that transmute, that carries, you know, the healthy bacteria and also some of the unhealthy ones. And a good soil, a healthy soil that's nourished can transform and grow and tonify the land. And Mm -hmm. it's interesting because what, what, what do we say as a culture? Dirt. That's dirt. That's dirty. That's dirty. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, wow. Okay. (laughs) The thing that, that thing that literally feeds us is the thing that we've shamed. And so Mm. now I'm thinking about, you know, and then I was like, okay. And then with women, right. We give birth and give life and all these kinds of things. And, and we've done very similar things to the name of, of a woman. And so I don't know where that came from, like why I ended up having that thought, but it's ended up becoming something that's opening. That seems pretty profound. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know like where this journey is going, but I feel like somehow inside of me, I'm learning how to be my own ecosystem, my own empire of love and of beauty. And, you know, we have billions of microorganisms living within us. And so we are, we are that, whether we care to think of ourselves like that or not. And so yeah, I'm just going through a transformation process of like really just taking my power back. Mm. What's coming to me right now is like this idea of the, you know, women's worth is dirt and this first connotation of that dirt is bad, right? Mm -hmm. But then underneath it, you're like, no, actually dirt is the very thing that makes everything grow. And it takes me back to that core belief of I'm bad. Mm -hmm. And that little girl that, that had that belief in the first place and like the, the mechanism brilliant intelligent mechanism that received an input from outside of herself from society from a parent from school whatever that made that that she felt their energy their their response to something and that brilliant innocent sweet mechanism that would turn the other person's energy the other stimuli into oh i'm that i'm bad that's cool it's so beautiful actually how generous that is. I mean, yes, it's like a developmental thing. We make everything about ourselves, but like for a good reason, there's something super sacred about recognizing that what we're exposed to and what is around us, like there's this innocence in taking it on and internalizing it. And there's something that's very similar to like the birthing process. Like we, we kind of take it on and we're like holding it. But what happens when we allow that energy to fully move through us and birth something new? You know, the stimuli. Are you following me? Am I making sense or am I tripping? Am I, you following me? Keep going, me? keep going. Okay. Because I feel like speaking of boundaries, it's I can relate in my own experience. Like in my childhood, having the dis, the, the type of abusive situation I was in and just being this like innocent, beautiful, bright light, like we all are and not knowing how to 
comprehend or judge that energy or, or discern or even know how to say no to that energy that I just melded with that energy and made it who I am. That's me. I'm a part of that. And there's like one aspect of my brain that wants to be like, oh, I need to like shift that. I need to say like, no, don't, you need to now not identify with that. But there's something that I'm appreciating the mechanism of that, the genius of that, of like, we are not separate. Mm. You know, we are not separate from what we see in the world. And so if we recognize that like, okay, I'm taking on this thing from my family or from society that isn't who I am at the core, but it, it is me. I took it on somehow. That also gives me the agents, agency to feel like I can transmute it. Mm-hmm. Does that mean, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. if I have the power to take something on such that I identify with it, I have the power to take something on, transform it into light and transform it into a generative force for myself and for the world. It's like the wounds into wisdom, right? It's like a transformation alchemy of like lead to gold. And how I do that is through recognizing that same intelligence that little girl has to like identify. That's also like some kind, that's like also a key into the intelligence that I have to also learning to identify with God. Like I am also God. I am also a daughter of God, a child of God, a a daughter of the universe. I am also that. So how do, how is that part come and heal this part and transform my entire life and all of the darkness in my life and help me fortify myself? And there's something, there's something, some like really cool life mystery intelligence there. Yeah. And it makes me think of, you know, the sacred fire that is honored in every tradition that is within us, right? It's in our sacral chakra and like really learning how to use that fire. And most of our fire in Western culture is like kind of shut down. A lot of us are just like overeating. We're taking in so much. We're consuming a lot, whether it's food or media or, you know, anything. We're just listening to a lot of things. We're doing a lot of things. Like all of that's an input. You're listening to a lot of people's stuff. You know, we're digesting a lot of stuff. And our body has a fire within it. It has this incredible property of fire to be able to transmute things. We have like our own compost bin. So we can use ourselves to transmute these things that we're taking in that are harmful for us. And then we can turn it. We can turn it into something else. And this past well, many weekend, of us do cleanse. not know how to wield our fire. We don't know how to wield our fire. And it's interesting, right? Because this past mm-hmm. week I did a cleanse. And thank God I did the cleanse because I was feeling overwhelmed. And I did the cleanse. And then all of a sudden I got to process all these emotions. Bang, bang, bang. Like all this anger, all this grief, all this stuff was coming up and out. I was so grateful because I'm like, this has been sitting here for a while. I felt like I couldn't cry for the past couple of weeks. All of a sudden the tears are coming. And then my fire starts coming. And I'm like saying things like really quick, really fast. And I'm like, whoa, got to watch the fire, you know, because like fire is powerful. And when we're actually digesting things and we're processing things, then the fire comes out. But like, I'm someone who has a lot of fire. And so if I'm not careful, then all of a sudden I'm burning people, not on purpose. But like, that's a lack of awareness on my part and something I need to become more aware of. But because my fire has been so dampened, I haven't had to think about it as much. And so now, but it's an interesting learning for sure. 
Yeah, I feel like for me, I I, re- I repress my fire. I'm scared of it. I'm scared of um, I'm scared in, of standing in strong boundaries because I'm well. I think I was trained that if I stand in strong boundaries, people aren't going to stand by me. I think that was kind of like my my youthful training. Like I I was almost like a gaslit. Like oh, you're you're just being too much, or you're just too demanding, or you're just too this or whatever. And so I learned to gaslight my own boundaries. And so then I like gaslight my own boundaries and I get confused and I don't know what they are. And then I build up this resentment towards people who've crossed my boundaries and I haven't been able to stand in setting them. And then I build up this resentment towards them. And then I, if it like gets touched, I release the fire. You've experienced it. It's also like a tidal wave. (laughs) (laughs) It's yeah, it feels like fire or maybe it's a tidal wave, both, but both. And then I explode and then I feel shame for exploding. And what I'm realizing is that sometimes I need help, not all boundaries, but sometimes I need help to stand in like the most vulnerable ones for me because I don't, I have this mechanism where I don't even think what I want is possible. So then I compromise with myself and I set a halfway boundary. I don't set the full boundary. Mm-hmm. And I'm scared of the the impact of my full boundary. Mm-hmm. And so then I go in this like negative spiral and become a person who's resentful versus a person who is like very just like clear and loving and like, this is what I need and this is what I don't need. And can you meet that? And you have your own boundaries. And if we can't meet that together, then it's kinder of me to let you go than build up resentment because I'm scared of that. You know, can we talk about, cause this is an instance where I've gotten to see you in this process about our journey, global sisterhood. I'll share a little bit of the story just to, to bring you to sure. what I'm thinking of. But there was one point when uh, I was Lauren and I've been working together for a little while and I decided that I needed help. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to hire an operations person and she's going to do all these things. And so I had that going on and Lauren's like just doing a lot of content and it's like turning the corner towards October. And I hired someone like a few months before and she's like feeling super resentful towards me. (laughs) She's like, I just have so much going on and I feel stressed and I just like want to leave or whatever, something like this. And when we got into it, like what our needs were, we're like, I just don't want to do so much content. I just feel like I'm giving so much and, you know, I just need help. And I was like, whoa, maybe we should like get you some help. <laughs> and so I want to, I want to talk about this experience because I think that was actually like a really big breakthrough for you. Like in the. Yeah. I didn't even realize I, I had the belief that at the time, I was like, it doesn't make logical sense that we didn't have enough money for me to have help. And Mm -hmm. it was more important in my world that you had help because you were also frustrated with how much you were doing. And I didn't want to, I felt somehow responsible for your frustration, you know? Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) I just didn't think help was an option for me. (laughs) And so I didn't even know that I was allowed to ask. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I was doing work around this recently with my boundaries. I go into a place when a real boundary, like I know what the boundary is, but then when I'm trying to set it, I almost get confused. I'm like, 
I don't even know how to like grasp it or find it or even like verbalize what the thing is. Because it almost seems like you don't even, it, it never even was an option, right? It's not even in the consciousness. It's not even an option to have what I really need and want. It's not even an option. I have to mm-hmm. adapt. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm, I'm curious. Do you relate to that? No. That's why I'm, I, I'm like, I need help. I'm going to go get it. Um, I, I, I relate I to it in some ways for sure. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of things like where I have like a glass ceiling around myself. Like I can yeah. make this much money, but not that much money. Like I'm not worried right. about that. I think there's a lot. I mean, I, I, I have a feeling that everybody has this to some degree. That's yeah, my hypothesis. For sure. Like, yeah, probably all of us. If and, you don't have it, please contact me. I'd love to interview you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it goes back to like that little girl, you know, the little girl that was so beautiful and so innocent inside of you. I think there was some violations that happened at a very young age for me. And I just didn't know that I could get help from it. I just didn't know it was that my needs were possible to be met. And that story on like a deep subconscious level still plays out for me. And then when I realize that it's playing out, I then feel like ashamed of that little girl. I feel ashamed that, oh, I'm, I haven't matured fully there. You know, I haven't matured into the woman that knows what I need and can stand for what I need. And sometimes I need help for something. Like, I need help. I need help. I need somebody to help me know, stand with me so I can figure out what I need. I can feel ashamed when I feel young, you know, like young and underdeveloped in a certain area. And if you were to, to be with that little girl right now and just feel her, feel her in these situations, you know, the powerlessness, can you transfer some of your power now into her? Can you give her some help, some love? Let her know, like, even though that she's going to have to face this situation right now. She will overcome. She will get the help. Uh, She doesn't really respond to that. She responds more to like, let's see. She's, she's kind of like really confident right now. (laughs) She's really, she's really confident. And she's like, you just complicate things. You just complicate things. That's kind of what, I, what I'm feeling like. She's feeling like she has like a, there's a force with her right now that's like doing high kicks and like karate chops. She's like, yeah, I got this. I got this. <laughs> but I, yeah. I feel like whenever I share something here on the podcast, and maybe you're the same, like whenever I share like the thing that I'm working on, by the time it airs, I'm like, I already worked on that. I already made progress on that. And I feel like even in sharing and like just connecting with all of you women listening, it's like, oh yeah, like, I don't know, just a much more acceptance. This is such a normal, beautiful place to be as a woman growing up and learning to own her power and her voice and her needs, you know, her boundaries. Yeah. I'm really liking this conversation. Well, it's so interesting to think of like these little parts of us because the little parts are what kind of start to inform where we're at now. 
which is super interesting because a lot of times there's certain ways that we're stunted or we've believed a story at a certain point and it's kind of locked. And that's why, but it becomes more of a study, I guess, to, to then go back and then see the story where it was like implanted and then really become observing of where in your life it's coming up. Right. And like what, what's an echo of the past? Like what, what situations are being created as an echo of the past so that we can heal the original trauma? Even if we think we've already healed the original trauma. Yeah. Because the trauma also like, yes, we have the trauma in our lives, but then there's like the collective trauma. There's just like the trauma of being a woman, being born in this, like the subordinate position in our patriarchal culture. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just like instantly programs so much stuff into you, especially by the time you hit puberty. And patriarchal culture, capitalistic, imperialistic, racist culture. It's a trauma for everyone, whether they believe right. it or not. Like the schooling right. system, how much homework you're given. I mean, I'm sorry. That's a trauma (laughs) for a lot of people. (laughs) That's so funny. That's so not my trauma. (laughs) I went on a walk. I went on a walk with my friend and she realized she had a lot of trauma from that. She was like, went into law and then ended up leaving. And she realized like, oh, I'm, I'm super traumatized from how much homework I was given. I think I'm more traumatized about what they made us study because now that I get to choose what I want to study in my own life. I'm like, wow, there's so many cool things that I get to study. And like, why did they make me study this? Like, I wish they just let me be more exploratory because I'm like yeah. very independent and exploratory. But what happened and this happens to all of us is that we're like compartmentalized and then we're put into this like very narrow track of this is the way you should think. And these are all the things you need to memorize. And if you're yeah. not good at it, then you're going to be also like in a different color reading group or like, yeah, that you know, <laughs> that was me. I was like, uh, I can't spell. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And I was like in the good one. And then that's programmed my brain, like to have yeah. judgment too. Yeah. And then also train me to be a perfectionist. So then if something was not perfect, then I was bad, which is also its own kind of sh- crap. It's all like the whole thing it's is just a mess. <laughs> You know, I feel like something there was, I was tracking something like I kind of had this, like, um, I kind of had this like little yellow flag, just kind of flag up. And I had the memory of this person come into my head and he was talking to me about how this woman in his life is always just like my trauma, this, my trauma, that my trauma, this, my trauma, that this world is so traumatizing, my trauma, my trauma, my trauma. And I'm recognizing and appreciating so much that trauma has entered into the collective lexicon and we're like, oh, trauma is a thing. Oh, trauma is more complex than we just like one incident that happened that's bad. It can be like cultural trauma from just living askew in our consciousness, right? That's a trauma. And I think, and I'm, I think I'm also victim to this. I mean, our a culprit of this victim culprit, both same thing. I think sometimes I can over identify with my trauma and feel helpless, helpless to it. Like that same helplessness, that powerlessness. And I can be like, Oh, I'm, it's too much. I've experienced too much. How will I ever move forward? 
it's all around me. The trauma's still here, you know. And I, I, I think this yellow flag came out because I actually want to speak to anybody who's listening that feels that overwhelm of like starting to really unpack what you've been through. And maybe there's not like one incident. Maybe there's very clear incidents, and you're recognizing how what happened in your past is echoing in your present through different situations that may have different faces, different names, different circumstances, but like underlying similar themes and the overwhelm of that. And I want to just invite you in closer to the circle, sister, because I know how isolating that can feel and uh, all-encompassing that can feel and crazy-making that can feel. And I want to share a resource that we talk about a lot here on this podcast and through our program that we just did spiritually guided it came up over and over and over and over and over again taught by our elders is prayer like to interrupt the cycle of overwhelm is prayer whether it's like a disciplined type of prayer, like a, a mantra that you say over and over or the holy words that you say over and over or just free flowing prayer every single day, like, Holy Mother, please help me. Please grant me the wisdom to see, grant, help increase my consciousness and my intelligence, open my heart, have mercy on me. Whatever it is, the words that you say, praying for the resource praying for the light, praying for the peace, praying for the connection with the spirit that illuminates the, the path and connects you with the, the center of love of the Holy Mother. Like that, that to me is the way through that overwhelm and like feeling helpless, the helplessness, right? Going back to the powerlessness, the helplessness, like the prayer, like making a prayer there, revealing that powerlessness in to God feels like that's the that's the ninja move, actually. It's like not trying to manage so much, not trying to go around fixing everything, but just to like surrender that powerlessness and like bring it to God such that we become empowered enough through that connection to channel the healing to, 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 to make the moves in a simple, easy way versus getting caught in those like really sneaky loops of trying to fix everything, but really still just like being generated from the same, like I'm not enough wound. You know what I'm saying? Or I can't, or I'm bad. And like having like an elevated way of approaching healing that is through the channeling of the, the light and the wisdom and the power of the universe of God. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, I want to add on here because this is like where this level of consciousness becomes very interesting. You have your higher self and you have your lower self, these many parts of yourself. Like, And when I interviewed Ananta, she talked about this. Like when I'm teaching, I have the higher part of myself is sharing, but the lower part of myself is also relearning. And so in that there's humility. And I think this is so important to realize that we can tap in to this, this higher part of ourselves that's always present. And that can, can help really like guide the experience. And so even if you're feeling that deep pain that we're talking about, that trauma, starting to see things more clearly, 
that higher self can help you see, it can help you navigate, it can help you connect to these higher forces that can help like really just start to lift some of the load. And so I think as, as we navigate, it's important to remember that we have this faculty of having both, you know, that we can, we can like put our lower self in the hospital or our higher self kind of helps, you know, and we can, we can continue to work on these, these parts of ourselves that, that need love and healing. Um, even, even though there's a part of ourselves that actually is free from that whole cycle completely. Hmm. Yeah. It is said that in the meeting of the higher self with the lower self, that is the consecration of God in us. That's what God within is. It's the meeting of the higher self and the lower self. And I find that when it happens in my experience, it's like, there's like a force that almost like takes over and there's a sense of ease Mm -hmm. because typically when I'm worried or feeling overwhelmed, it's from that lower self because Mm -hmm. the lower self can't see as clearly. It's kind of like in the weeds of just a lot of stuff and the higher self can navigate and guide. Right. Yes. And it's important to let yourself go into the lower self, but always bringing the connection to God, which is the higher self into your awareness as you navigate the lower self. So you don't get caught there and that the higher self can kind of be like bringing a flashlight into the dark corners and and bringing compassion because sometimes it's hard when we are exploring our lower selves and these traumas and these feelings and these fears like we're doing in this conversation. It's possible to feel that hopelessness and that feeling of lostness in it and the heaviness of it all. And it's through the bringing your spiritual guide or your connection with, with the creator there that the illumination begins to take place. So should we do a little shake? And then Should we talk shake? about boundaries. Let's do it. Okay, let's shake. Everybody, <laughs> listen. Just do a little shake. Shake your arms. Shake your neck. Shake your shoulders. Make some sounds. Casual, <laughs> 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 casual. This is just what we women do. These senses do. We shake it off. And then we take a deep breath. Ah. <sighs> <sighs> So something that Juanita said to me yesterday, Juanita, we always mention her name. If you haven't listened to her podcast, please do. Another episode is coming with her. She's like our constant, like she has these gems of just, just these epic, like one-liners. Or like, you're just like, damn, you're Juanita. Like, damn, epic one-liners. And what she said to me when she was sharing about a process she was in, which was super helpful for me, she said, it is unkind to expect something from somebody who cannot give it to you. I'm going to go into that. Can I make a mass post for all the people that have been recently been telling me that I'm disappointing them? It is unkind <laughs> to expect something from oh, somebody who cannot give it to you. And so what that means is you might be able to see someone's like potential of what they could be but where they are in their life is sacred. It's sacred. And they might not be able to see some really fundamental things. Like they might not be able to get, or like they might not be at a level of consciousness to really get your needs. 
and really be able to meet you there. And so the choice is, you know, how do you, and this is what Juanita said, how do you be in the truth of what the situation is and what the relationship really is? And how do you know when to draw a line in the sand? And for me, when I do not draw that line in the sand, I end up resenting that person. And me becoming a person who resents is not a quality that I think is cute. I don't think that's a cute quality. I think that's a disempowered quality. And so it's like recognizing that if somebody cannot meet a really important need of mine, it is kinder to let that person go with so much love, you know, or shift the relationship such that it's an inappropriate uh, proportion. Yeah. Or expectation even. Or Yeah. Or expectation. And if, and if I shift my expectation, then shift the relationship according to that expectation. Right. So this to me is like a really cool thing about boundaries is because for me, recognizing where people are and treating where people are as sacred and then we're also with the same honoring of where I am as sacred and what I need for the sacred stewardship of who I am becoming. And yes. if that, if that and, I, and that's my priority. That's my number one priority is to follow my divine instruction. And if someone is unable to be in the right energetic frequency to be close to me while I am stewarding my becoming then I need to figure out how to create the appropriate boundaries without creating resentment in my heart. I'm so happy that we're having this conversation because I can't even tell you how relevant it is to me at this very moment, but I'm going to share my experience of the past couple of days because I think it will bring light to, to why that is for me. So I said I was doing this cleanse, right? And it's bringing up all this stuff. And the past couple of days, it's been bringing up a lot about communication And I've been very self-centered recently, not to be confused with selfish, self-centered. I have a lot of things that need my love and attention within myself right now. And I've really been called to go inward and to really be with myself and, and, and study myself and to take care of myself and my needs. And, you know, this parasite thing that's been going on, my health, my well-being, like my spirituality to study more. And a few days ago, I connected with a friend that I had not seen in a while out of this like deep love and care for her in my heart to want to, to reconnect. And when we ended up reconnecting, she expressed this deep resentment that she had towards me because I wasn't following up in the way that she had wanted me to. And she felt like she was putting so much into our relationship and I wasn't communicating in a way that felt good for her. And I've recently had, I had another friend that recently expressed something similar that the communication wasn't good for me. And this is where my study of the parasites came in because there's sometimes a level of energy that there's nothing wrong with the person. They're not doing anything bad, but just at this moment in my life right now, that energy is not nourishing me in the way that in the way that I need. And so with this other friend, I had already set a boundary. And then with this, with this new conversation, I like lovingly held the pain that was coming up, you know, this, 
this feeling. And I also express, of course, I can always be better at learning communication. You know, the people I surround myself with, my friends, they're going to give me feedback. They do give me feedback. And so when I receive this feedback, I'm so grateful. There are ways I can be better at communicating, expressing where I'm at. And so when I received that, it was super awesome. And I'm seeing more and more of like where in that is also like exactly what Lauren said. Like it's unkind to expect something from someone who can't give it to you right now. And so like, there's a lot of people in my life that have been expecting things from me that I can't give them. And so what happens, they have resentment towards me. They're creating these whole stories. They're projecting their stuff. And so with those situations, I'm having to set firm boundaries. And it's really scary because I love these people. But what I'm finding is in the boundary I already set is that it's liberating me. It's liberating me to be in my process and to be truthful to myself and to honor where I'm at right now and what my needs are. And then somehow magically other relationships come into my life that just like pour into me and it just feels so easy. And all of a sudden I start to, to realize, you know, why these, these, these tests are coming for me to really like use discernment for this, mo- mm-hmm. this moment that I'm in and still not easy for me to have these conversations around boundaries, especially with friends especially with women that I love. They're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's so tricky because it's like, I think, ooh, ooh, I think I'm seeing a shadow in myself. (laughs) I think sometimes I have to make somebody bad in order for me to say, I don't want to spend as much time with you. You know what I mean? I have to make someone bad when actually... It's not that they're bad at all. This is what's unkind. This is the unkind thing. I'm on the opposite spectrum of you right now. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not, it's like people are where they are and that is sacred and they're following their life and that is sacred, especially a lot of like they're, they're in a frequency that's theirs and that is sacred. If it's just not the frequency I'm in, I can have touch points with that person. I can love that person, but too much closeness is actually draining. It's actually not healthy for me if the resonance is dissonant, you know? And I think I get scared of just being like, oh, this is where we are now. We're not as resonant right now. And and that's okay. I love you. Let's just have some space, you know, or like, like, shift that energy. Instead, I stay in the connection until I build up resentment. And then I find reasons why they're bad. It's almost like the not asking for help thing. Yeah. It's like, and so somehow it just has to be like, I don't know how it's related, but that just came to me. There's something. Oh, it's really, it's really icky. (laughs) It's, it's really, it's just young. You know what I'm saying? It's just young. It's just, again, not knowing that I can have what I need. Right. Again, that's why it's the same thing. Yeah. And and not having that capacity to articulate exactly like, because you used to say to me, because I was practicing my no, I used to be like, no. And you say, don't tell me no, tell me what would feel good. (laughs) Because I'd be like, no. And you'd be like, just say, I would be open (laughs) to something like this instead. Right? Yeah. And I think that I'd be open to something like this instead is like so beautiful. Like this is, this is how being in relationship with you would feel good. This is how this situation would feel good. This is what I'm not available for. That level of communication 
now that I'm speaking this publicly to thousands of people, I'm going to have to get better at it. So it's exciting. <laughs> I don't think I'm terrible just to like put it out there, but I do think I, I need some support in myself and some accountability to really practice this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I feel, I feel grateful that it's all here right now because it's like, there's so, there's so much in your share and what I've been experiencing, which it's like, okay, that one friend said something, then another friend said something the next day. <laughs> it's just like, but it's also so di- such different energies too. So it was interesting to like observe how different it was. And then my sister also said something. It was like three people in 24 hours. I was just like, whoa, okay, this is really here for me right now. <laughs> I would say you're really good with boundaries. That's no. probably been what well, no. in some ways, in your different ways, because you, in the ways that I'm weak, you're strong. And that's why okay. sometimes we would get into power dynamics because I didn't know yes. how to articulate and you would articulate and I would follow your thread. Right. I'm, I'm good in certain circumstances. Like there's, there's just, like I said, these like glass ceilings, like there's some things that I just like, I have a level that I'm at them. Then all these things below it, I can kind of like cover with my boundary. But then when it comes to the nuance with, with relationships that I care about, I'm way worse. And I have a really hard time expressing, uh, like what my needs are because I'm scared of hurting the person. And I'm, it's, I'm also scared of expressing resentment, like really Same. scared. Same. And so that's like where I need to get better because what happens is because I'm scared of expressing resentment, then I let these things continue to happen that cause me to have additional resentment. And then I like can think back for like two years of all these things, this person's done that caused me resentment. Right. And I'm like, dude, like, what am I going to do with this one day? And I'm like, maybe I'll just forgive it all. Just forgive it all. And it's all going to be better. And then I'm like, dude, but if I just said it, then like all of a sudden my friend would just be like, Oh yeah. Like I hear you. Uh-huh great. Like maybe we can work more like this. Like my friends are cool. Like, you know, so it's just like, why are you so scared? And the little girl in me is like, dude, you're going to be rejected. So like, don't do that. That'd be a horrible idea. Yeah. That's exactly, exactly it. <laughs> okay. So pulse check. Pulse check. Who relates to this? <laughs> Who relates to this conversation in some way? If I, I, my guess is 98% of the women listening to this relate in some way. What about you? Okay. If you don't, I'm really serious. Like I want to talk to you. I'm so curious. Like if you're just like a ninja at setting boundaries. Okay. Yeah. Email you us know? if you are the ninja <laughs> we're looking for and, and don't, and but sit with it and get real with yourself first. And if it feels really good, like you're, you're super stoked about how it's all going and everyone else is stoked about how it's going to, or maybe some people are not stoked because yeah, maybe it's not going to make everybody happy. If you are this ninja. Yeah. If you are this ninja, <laughs> we will interview you, but, 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 but sit and really ask yourself, am I this ninja? And then if you are write us an email at support at global sisterhood.org and say, and say in the subject, I'm the ninja. <laughs> yeah. Boundary karate kid. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> Karate party. Dot com. Right. And it's interesting because like they always say men have a better time setting boundaries because it, it, I think it all has to do with worth, right? Like, and knowing your worth, because if your worth is unchangeable, then it doesn't matter if you can have a hard conversation and someone decides to reject you because 
your, your worth is unchangeable. It's, it's not dependent on whether this person likes you or not, you know, whether you make someone happy or unhappy. You know, I think there's a distortion to that as well, but there's something awesome about just being like, no, it doesn't work for me. Uh, yeah, that totally works for me. Yeah. And then the nuance of like, well, no, that aspect doesn't work, but this is what would make it work. Mm-hmm. You know, who's good at this? Like really good at this? Michael and Adriana. They're really good at this. Maybe they're well, they need to come on the podcast. Maybe, they need to come yeah. on the podcast for all, I can't all the reasons they have too. Yeah, yeah, just have a good old long conversation with with them. Yeah, shout out! I hope you're listening to this. Come shout on the podcast. We love you. So I feel like this was a beneficial conversation. I agree. I feel empowered from it. Me too. I feel, I feel so much lighter. I know. <laughs> I feel like I want to go do karate chops. <laughs> like my little girl was like, wah, wah. <laughs> I feel ready. I feel like ready to stand in my boundaries more clearly and to articulate them with more maturity. And th- th- at the degree that I'm able to articulate so many nuanced concepts, you know, like I can articulate some pretty nuanced concepts. Like I feel ready to articulate the nuances of my needs. Boom. Mic drop. So, you know what I feel ready for, which I'm so also scared at the same time, but I'm going to say that I'm going to do it because it's going to make me do it. I'm going to express these resentments. And I feel terrified. I feel terrified, but I also know it's like not the big of a deal because the actual resentments are like not crazy. But the thing is like, think it just might free a part of me yeah amen and then make the relationship there's something there that i actually realized when i have built up resentments ooh, we're coming back we're coming back to the first thing you said about i'm bad are you ready we're looping it all back together when i hold on to resentments what gets triggered is my guilt because i feel guilty for holding on to this energy because it's not who i want to be and it's not who I feel like I am. And so then I overextend myself to try to make up for my guilt. So that like guilt is like, oh, I'm bad for having this. And then I continue with the cycle of overextending myself to try to be gracious because I know what I'm harboring inside is kind of ugly. Mm-hmm. I feel nauseous just you talking about this <laughs> and also nervous to express my resentment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's a trap, right? Because then the guilt, feeds the I'm bad, which then has us overextend in other ways. And then we're in that loop of creating the martyrdom thing. Right. I'm ready to like get rid of the food for these energies that are just not serving me. Yeah. Parasites, not feeding the parasite, not feeding the parasite with guilt and resentment. It's literally, it's just like, yeah. It's a poisonous snake and it's just like going around doing its thing, but it just spreads more poison if I'm not careful. So, yeah. So, yeah. Damn. Damn, man. Damn, Shayna. Damn, Juanita. <laughs> Might as well throw one in there. <laughs> Damn, Juanita. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to everyone who's listening, thank you for going on this ride with us. Yeah, damn. (laughs) And again, circling back to um, inviting you into this circle, like really feeling 
um, the intention of this that we set in the beginning to really be with you as we share, like to share as we would if we were sitting in circle and just getting really real and raw and honest and looking at all the things. And I hope that throughout this conversation, you feel mm, more welcomed into yourself, if that makes sense. Just more met in yourself and able to express the nuances of your needs and boundaries and also to express your resentments and to end the cycle of, of I'm bad, therefore I will try to sacrifice my own needs and boundaries to prove to myself that I'm good. You are worthy and you are dirt. You are worthy and you are dirt. You are dirt. (laughs) You are the dirtiest of the dirt. (laughs) The most potent and powerful substance there is. So it is. And so it is. Thank you for tuning in, brothers and sisters and thems of our audience. I am so grateful for for the time that we get to share and for the expression that gets to be present here and the feedback I receive. And yeah, the whole thing just feels super good. Really, really good. And yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks to myself and Lauren's self because the work that happens inside is what makes it all possible. <laughs> and we love you so much. And to all the women who were in the program, spiritually guided, Thank you for making it such a profoundly beautiful, intimate sisterhood experience that went to so many different depths and levels that was truly life-changing, as Shana had mentioned. So thank you for that. And for all of you who are looking for an opportunity to dive deeper with us, we are on a kind of a small, little, spacious kind of recalibration break with our programs, but they're coming back soon. For now, we have the podcast So stay tuned. We love you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Time of the Feminine podcast. It is such an honor every time to be able to host these conversations and to share the stories of the beautiful people we get the opportunity to interview. And so if you enjoyed this podcast, please go ahead and leave us a review. You can do so on Apple Podcasts and write a nice note or you can do so on Spotify by leaving stars. We so appreciate every single one of you that's taken the effort to go out and to share with others and with our community about how this podcast has touched you. It really means so much to us. And for us, this is a labor of love. And so thank you for giving back in that way.